prayer is as beautiful as a flower and as majestic as a garden. But prayer is also just as powerful as moving water. Prayer is essential to our lives. of who I am. God is great. And he's worthy to be praised. Amen. 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 I just want to say thank you again to each of you for your your blessings and your consideration. Amen. And uh, since I'm technically doing only appreciate to the pastor of this house. Amen. Amen. Praise, glory, and honor be unto God. Amen. Amen. Bless him for each of you. Amen. But I pray that as we go throughout this day, that we continue to lift up those who are on the sick, as we say, sick and shut in this, or those who are dealing with issues during this time and this season of life. Let us not forget to lift them up in prayer. And as we were dealing with, uh, as I said in a couple weeks ago, that we're going to do a series on asking God to stir us up. And we shared the first message, asking God to begin the stirring process. We said, Lord, stir us up. And then on last week, we asked God to stir us by his word. Amen. Amen. But if you would take your attention to the book of Daniel, the 10th chapter. Thank Mariah for reading that earlier. The 10th chapter of Daniel. I want to lift up verses 12 through 13. That's Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. If you have it, say amen. Amen. It reads, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, to chasten thyself, thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of 
Lord, stir us to pray. Lord, stir us to pray. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for this very moment, O oh God, as we indulge ourselves in your word. And I pray now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Lord, stir us to pray. When this particular series was put in my heart and to show you how God is, as we come to this day, I did not know some of the events that would happen on this week would happen. I knew coming into this week that I would be preaching on this particular subject of Lord stir us to pray. I didn't know that we were going to experience what we have been experiencing. I didn't know some of the issues that would happen in our society would happen. I didn't know that our family unit would be affected the way that it has. But one thing that I was sure of, and that was that God was leading to share this message on prayer. But as the week began to unfold, and even as Sunday grew closer and closer, I began to see the correlation between what he was giving me and what was happening around me. And sometimes in the life of a preacher, you find out that life will begin to preach a sermon before you even get a chance to stand in the pulpit. Before you ever get a chance to address the congregation, life will have begun to preach a sermon to you. And especially when it's in an area that God is already dealing with you, an area that God is already leading you, and life will begin to show you a live example of what you're going to preach. That has happened to me on this week. Life has shown me the importance of prayer. I already knew the importance of prayer, but God has a way of reiterating something to us to help us to see and remember and to hold on because sometimes we go through life and we begin to neglect certain things. The, one of the things that we make sure, that we should make sure that we're engaging in every day is prayer. It's one of the spiritual disciplines that we should engage in along with our Bible reading and our meditating and our fast. Prayer is one of the things that we should engage in on a daily basis. And if you know like I know, sometimes things will happen in your life that will knock you to your knees to pray. You don't have to wake up in the morning with an urge to pray. Something will happen that causes you to wake up maybe in the middle of the night and begin to call upon the name of Jesus. Prayer is vital, and it's time that we stirred up our prayer life. And when we begin to stir up our prayer life, it's because God has shown us and reflected to us that there is a need for us to engage in prayer. There's a need for us to engage him and to call upon his holy name in prayer. But I just want us to know today that as believers, we are to address the circumstances of life from all aspects by having a disciplined prayer life. 
We address the circumstances of our lives by having a determined and disciplined prayer life. Well, the first thing that we have to understand is this. When I look at life and I understand that difficulty, or difficult times require prayer. Difficult times require us to pray. Difficult times require us to call upon the name of Jesus. Difficult times require us to call out to our Heavenly Father. Difficult times require us to pray. When I look at the text before me and I began to see that in this particular book, in this particular chapter, it, it, it starts off in this 10th chapter, but it flows all the way to the 12th chapter, this final vision to Daniel. This vision that God is giving Daniel, and it starts here in the 10th chapter, but it ends over in the 12th chapter. But it's here in this particular part of the vision, the, the beginning of it, where it tells us that Daniel began to pray. And it tells us that Daniel had, had begun to pray, and it's coming on the tail end of, of, of the exile that the nation had been going through. They had been in a 70-year exile, and it was coming to a close. But as it was coming to a close and some of the people had started to return, and we saw that when we went through the book of Nehemiah. And as the people began to return, not everybody was wanting to go back. Not everybody went back. And Daniel began to pray that God would stir the people. But Daniel was also praying that God would reveal to him what is the future for the nation. But the text says that Daniel began to pray. And it says that as Daniel began to pray, there were some difficult times that Daniel was in. There were some difficult times that the nation was in. And Daniel began to pray during the difficult season of life. Well, all we have to do is look around us. And if we don't realize that we're living in difficult times, just look at what happened in Texas. Just look at what happened in Buffalo a week ago. Just look at what happened before that Look at how the nation seems to be turning upside down. Look at how people seem to be turning one against another. Look at how the nation doesn't seem to have, no one seems to have respect for their fellow brothers and sisters. Look at how easily it is for someone to take someone else's life. Look at the debate that is happening in Congress and in Senate over whether or not to ban assault weapons. Look at what's happening in our world, and you can see that we are living in some difficult times. We're living in some times where it's not easy to move forward and live life. Look at the housing market in our country, not just here in the city of Charlotte, but in the country as a whole. How difficult it is to find affordable housing. Look at how difficult it is for people to be able to get up off the streets and get back into society. Look at the difficulty of the life that we are engaging in, even at this very moment. But when we understand that between the difficulty that we're experiencing, there is an opportunity for us to pray. There's an opportunity for us to call on God. You see, when you are finding yourself in between seasons, it's an opportunity for the enemy to attack. It's a verge of having the people go back to the land that God has promised them, to go back to the blessing of the Lord. But it's in the midst of that that the enemy will attack. 
Anytime you make up your mind that you're going to make a change in life, anytime you make up your mind that you're going to live for the Lord, just watch out because difficulty may be ahead. Some people don't want to change their life because they don't want to face the difficulty. I urge you don't do that. I urge you to fight the good fight of faith and keep pressing forward. Make the changes that are necessary in your life because you shall come out victorious. You shall win the battle in the end. See, the enemy often, again, attacks in the transition period. He attempts to cause us to go back. He wants us to turn back. He wants us to keep living how we've been living. But God has a new life in front of us. God has a new plan ahead of us. And if we keep moving forward, and despite the difficulty that we're experiencing, we will find ourselves walking in the newness of Christ, walking in that thing that God wants us to experience. But if we turn back, our nation is at a crossroads. Our nation is in a, a transition period. And the enemy is attacking. He's attacking on every side. We've got to make a choice. Are we going to press forward or are we going to turn back? There are some who want to turn back the hands of time. There are some who want to turn back this nation to a nation that was all about one group of people. But it's time for us to keep pressing forward as a nation. And how are we going to do that? We've got to have men and women who are willing to pray in the difficult times that we are experiencing. We've got to have men and women who are willing to fall on their knees at night. We've got to have men and women who are willing to wake up in the morning with prayer on their lips, asking God to move on this nation. We've got to have people that are willing to pray. We've got to have Christians who are willing to stand up to the wrongs of this world by praying that God will deliver us. We pray in difficult times because prayer is required in difficult times. And yes, we've got to make sure that we are praying because all of the mass shootings that are happening in our country. It should not be that 19 children go to school one day and none of them return home. It should not be that 19 children had their life taken by some deranged person. And he wasn't crazy. It was just evil. It shouldn't be that 19 children did not get to grow up. They did not get to move out of the innocent stage of life. It should not be. But when we understand that if we don't pray, the world is only going to get worse. If we don't call on the name of Jesus, the world is only going to get worse. So we've got to stand up and pray. And the church is not exempt either. Maybe you don't look at the stuff that I look at, or maybe your, your feed is not associated, your algorithm hasn't touched your feed the way that it's touched mine. But one of the things that I understand and I've always tried to stress is that we can't keep being poor witnesses for Christ. We can't keep being the poor witnesses for the church. At some point, we've got to stand up and be the Christian that God has called us to be. There are too many scandals that are causing the Christian community. There are too many character issues among our leaders in the Christian community. It's time for us to stand up and be the men and the women of God that God has called us to be. It's time that we pray that the church get it together. It's time that we pray that God will come and as the word said, to start the judgment in the house of God that we might find ourselves being good witnesses for the Lord. But it starts with us praying in the difficult times. But not only must we understand that we've got to pray because difficult times require prayer. We've also got to understand this. There are different aspects to prayer. There are different aspects to prayer. When I look at the text, it tells me again that Daniel prayed. 
And mind when you said the clarity, it, it, it hit me because part of what we have to understand is that we're praying to God. And Daniel was praying because there were some needs that needed to be met. That there was a need for clarity. Daniel said, I need to be clear, God, on what you're going to do with the nation. I, I need to be clear, God, on how you're going to move us forward. I need to be clear, God. And Daniel was trying to ask God to give him clarity on how to proceed, clarity on what to do next as a nation, clarity on how to move forward. And as God began to pray, or Daniel began to pray, God began to touch him and send him an answer. Notice it says that Daniel prayed for the needs. He, there was a need in the community that needed to be prayed for. We have needs, both personally and the needs of others. We have to make sure that we're praying because there are needs. We live in a world that's filled with needs. But we got to be praying to God that he would show us how to help fill the needs or that he would lead us to some people that could help fill the needs. But if nobody's praying for the needs of our world, how do we expect those needs to be met? And maybe as you began to pray, God will direct you to go and fill the need. God will just send you to meet the need because God says you've got what it takes. But sometimes we got to pray to have God to give us the clarity and the understanding that we need so that we can move forward and begin to meet the needs. Because there are all types of needs in our community. There's the physical needs, emotional needs. There's a need for power. There's a need for strength in our community. And there's a need for power and strength in our individual lives. Some of us are going through, and we need God to strengthen us. But we're not calling on the name of the Lord. If you want the strength of God, you got to call on the name of God. But be careful because if somebody said, I prayed to God for strength, and he kept putting me in situations where I had to be strong. Hallelujah. But it's in the midst of those situations where you're being strong that God is building your strength. Somebody said, I prayed for patience, and God kept putting me in these situations where I had to be patient and wait. But it's that the patience, it's that waiting on the Lord that will build you up in the position and the position of patience. And as we ask God to do certain things in our life, let's remember that God will show up and that he will bless us and that he may lead us through some things. He may lead us through some difficult seasons in life, but it will Will make us better in the end because God understands that there are different aspects to prayer. Again, that clarity, being clear, having a state of clearness. All of us want to be clear on what God wants to do in our lives. But are you willing to pray for it? Are you willing to keep praying until he clears it up? Are you willing to pray until the picture becomes clearer and clearer and clearer? I've been doing some research and some studying and on certain things when it comes to videography and things of that nature. And it's one thing that everybody wants. They want clear pictures. They want clear video. They want the best reproduction of the scene or the event that you can possibly get. Amen. And for some people, that means that they want it shot in 4K. And for some people, that means that they may have to settle for 1080p. Or for some people, they may have to settle for 720p. And God forbid you have to settle for anything less than that. Amen. But it's every step you move up, it gets clearer and clearer. But then there's a challenge. Every camera doesn't shoot 4K. Some have a limitation on them. But if you keep on saving, if you keep on holding out, you may be able to move up to the 4K arena. Well, life is like that for us. We may start off on 720 
But as we keep praying, we move up to 1080. But as we keep praying, we move up to 4K. And I'm telling you, when you start looking at life in 4K, it's like you've never seen before. When you start looking at life in 4K, because God has begun to clarify things for you. He's begun to make things clearer for you. They're clearer than they've ever been before. And you don't doubt what it is God is saying because things have become so clear. He's made it so clear for you that you have no choice but to move forward in Christ. But the, some of us, we're unwilling to pray for that clarity. But we got to begin to pray that God would give us the clarity that we need. Give us the, the clarity that we might see where he wants us to go. Give us the clarity that, he might, that we might see what he wants us to do. And when we see it, then we pray that God would give us understanding. God, help me to understand. Help me to understand what it is that you want me to do. Help me to understand how it is that you want me to walk. Help me to understand God. Well, see, when we're praying for understanding, we've got to learn to comprehend some things. We've got to grasp the knowledge of some things. Yes, it's one thing to keep going through life with the same knowledge. Every now and then, you've got to grow in your knowledge. You've got to grow in your understanding. And the way that we can do that is by praying to the Lord that he would help us to grow in our knowledge and our understanding. And as we grow in our knowledge and our understanding, then we begin to move forward with the clarity that God has given us. And as we move forward with the clarity that God has given us, we begin to pray for the needs in our community. We begin to pray for the physical needs, the emotional needs. We begin to pray for the needs that are around us. We began to pray that God would give the nation a power that we need. Yes, give this nation the power to stand up and be the Christian nation that we called ourselves. They took prayer out of school. Look at what's happening to schools. They took prayer out of some of our government buildings and look at what's happening around the country. We've got to begin to come back to being a nation that's built on prayer a nation that's built on Christian valuables and principles. We can't just talk about it. We've got to begin to be what God has called us to be. If we're going to say that we're a Christian nation, then we've got to start praying. If we're going to declare that we are a Christian nation, then we've got to begin to open our hearts and our minds back up to God and stop closing them off to the Lord. We have to make sure that we are understanding that there are different aspects to prayer. But not only are there different aspects to prayer, and not only is do we pray in difficult times because it's required, we got to also understand this. We got to be disciplined in prayer. Yes, we got to be disciplined in our prayer life. Jones, what do you mean be disciplined in our prayer life? Well, if you don't pray, you're not disciplined. If you don't pray regularly, you're not disciplined. You got to pray regularly. Amen. You got to pray every day. Amen. You got to pray for all of the needs that are around you. Amen. That takes discipline. This is the part of the text that I, I loved about this particular section. Because it tells us in verse 12 that when Daniel prayed, the answer was sent. Hallelujah. It tells us the day that Daniel prayed, day one, the answer was sent. It tells us that when Daniel prayed, when he began to pray, it didn't say that when Daniel waited. It didn't say that when a few days, it said that when Daniel prayed that particular day, it said that his prayer was answered. Day one, God sent a word. But here's where the challenge came. Day one, prayers answered. Day two, answers not received. Day three, answers not received. 
Day 15, answers not received. Day 20, answers not received. But day 21, hallelujah, the answer shows up. The answer brings clarity to what was happening, and the answer said that there was a battle that was going on. Day 21 is when the answer showed up. Day one, the answer was sent. That's where we got to make sure that we're disciplined in our prayer life. We got to make sure that we're disciplined and, and make sure that we will continue in prayer. Daniel didn't stop praying because he didn't see his prayer not being answered. Daniel didn't stop praying on day two because he didn't see God moving. Daniel didn't stop praying on day three because he didn't see God moving. It said for three weeks, Daniel kept on praying. For three weeks, every day, Daniel kept on praying. But Daniel was disciplined in prayer before this. Because Daniel is the same one that said that he began to pray. And when they said nobody can pray unless you're praying to the king or the golden statue, Daniel threw his window open and prayed every day. He didn't let them stop him from praying to his God. And here Daniel doesn't let the difficulty, Daniel doesn't let the circumstances stop him from praying. Daniel prayed every day. Daniel kept on praying, and Daniel kept on praying. And as Daniel kept on praying every day, for three weeks solid, Daniel prayed. Every day Daniel woke up and began to pray. Every day Daniel petitioned God on behalf of the nation. Every day Daniel saw the needs of the people. Every day Daniel kept praying. Did Daniel see the answer? No, but he kept on praying. Our challenge is, is when we don't see the answer, will we keep praying? When we don't see the answer, will we keep calling on God? When we don't see the answer, will we keep petitioning God? Remember, day one, the answer was sent. But day two, the answer had not shown up. Day 15, the answer had not shown up. But if Daniel had to stop praying, if Daniel stopped praying on day 10, would he have received what he wanted? If Daniel had stopped praying on day 20, would he have received what he wanted? But Daniel kept on praying until God showed up. Daniel kept praying until the answer came. And because Daniel kept praying, because Daniel kept lifting up the name of Jesus, because Daniel kept on calling on the Lord, because Daniel kept on praying, he exercised discipline and the answer was released and the answer came. And Daniel got to experience the answer because he was disciplined in his prayer. But notice what Daniel also said he did. He said, I abstain from food. Daniel said, I didn't indulge in the meaty food or the choices food or the wine. I didn't indulge in those things. I didn't indulge in taking the bath and the stuff that I normally do. I didn't indulge in those things. Daniel wanted us to see and to understand that sometimes you gotta practice the spiritual disciplines of fasting that you might draw closer to the Lord. You practice the spiritual discipline of fasting that you might gain clarity and understanding. And Daniel said, I'm turning down my plate of the choices food. I'm turning down my cup from the wine and I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to keep on praying. And for three weeks, Daniel fasted and kept on praying. For three weeks, Daniel did not put on, as it said, lotions and ointments. For three weeks, Daniel did not get the choices and abstain from the common pleasures of life. Sometimes we got to abstain from the common pleasures of life that we might get a word from the Lord. We got to abstain from the common pleasures of life that we might consult God and pray before him that he might answer our prayers. But I'm so glad that Daniel kept on praying because it also showed me that prayer sometimes is warfare. 
If you're giving up too easily, you might lose the battle. But you got to be like Daniel. I'm going to keep praying. Yeah, day one, I'm praying, and I didn't see the results. On day two, I'm going to keep praying. Yes, I may not have saw the results on day two, but day three, I'm going to keep on praying. But while I'm praying, I'm going to abstain from, from food. While I'm praying, I may seek fasting and go to fasting route. While I'm praying, I may begin to deny myself some self-pleasure so that I can grow closer to the Lord. While I'm praying, I can make sure that I call on the name of the Lord every day. While I'm praying, I call the prayer warriors and I say, pray with me. I say, while I'm praying, you need to have some folk in your life that also will practice the spiritual discipline. You need to have some disciplined prayer warriors in your life that when you call them, they'll pray with you. They might not give up on day 20, that they'll keep praying with you. You don't need folk in your life that'll pray two days and give up. You need some folk in your life that will keep praying as long as you need to. You don't need folk in your life that's going to pray one day and say, well, I prayed and nothing happened. You need some folk that will keep calling on the name of Jesus until something happens. You need some folk that will call on the name of Jesus with you. They'll be just as intense in the prayer as you are. They'll just be just as intense in calling on the name of Jesus as you are so that you might get your word from the Lord. But I'm so glad on day 21, the answer showed up. He said, I would have been here sooner, but the enemy, the prince of Persia stopped me on the way. But thanks be to God, God sent a warrior. He sent a warrior by the name of Michael. And Michael showed up and began to fight with the prince of Persia. He told Gabriel, you go ahead and deliver the message. You go ahead and deliver the answer to the prayer. You go ahead and deliver that to Daniel, and I'll stand here and take over the battle. I'm so glad that when you understand, even in prayer, God is fighting on your side. Even in prayer, God is making a way for you. Even sometimes when it looks like your prayer may be delayed, that's all it is, is delayed, because there may be a war happening over what you've asked God for. The war is happening because the devil knows if you ever get the blessing of the Lord in your life, if you ever get the blessing of the Lord on your side, that he's in trouble. And that's why he's fighting you getting your answer. But thanks be to God if you just keep holding on. Thanks be to God if you just keep praying. Thanks be to God if you just call upon the name of Jesus. God will show up yes. and answer your prayers. Amen. It shows us in this book of Daniel, yes, God answers prayers. Yes. But it also shows us that God will fight on your behalf to get you your answer. Prayer is vital. Prayer is important. So we're asking God to stir us up in our prayers. Stir us up in our prayer life. That as we call on the name of Jesus, that we won't give up. But we'll just keep calling until something happens. When you look at the condition of our nation, we need prayer warriors. We need people that will call on the name of Jesus. We need people who won't give up, but will keep praying until something happens. We've got family members that need your prayers. You need to keep calling on the name of Jesus on their behalf. We've got church members that need your prayers. You need to keep calling upon the name of Jesus on their behalf. You've got your own needs and situations in your life. You need to keep calling on the name of Jesus and don't give up. Because God is able to answer every prayer we put up. Amen? So let us stir up our prayer life and begin to pray for the needs that are around us. Begin to pray for the emotional needs, the physical needs. Begin to pray for this country. Begin to pray against the violence that's been happening all around this country, and not only the country, but all around the world. Let us pray that God would move and that righteousness would reign, that holiness would be restored. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
Prayer is one of the most powerful tools that we have as a Christian. But the most powerful prayer of your life is the prayer of salvation. The prayer that asks God to come into your life and save you. The prayer that makes you a part of God's kingdom. If you're ready to pray that prayer, if you're ready to ask God to come into your life, you can do so today. You can pray with me that God will bring you into his kingdom, that God will save you, and that God would fill you with the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit, that you might be a vital Christian in the spiritual warfare that we are engaging in on earth. Are you ready to pray for salvation? Pray with me. Fathers, in the name of Jesus, that I come now, I first, God, ask that you would forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of the wrong that I've done. And I pray, Father, that you would accept my heartfelt sincerity in asking you to come into my life. God, I'm sorry for the wrong I've done. I repent now. And I ask, Father, that you would save me. And I ask, Father, that you would fill me with the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, that I might be used for your kingdom's glory. Father, I bless you and I thank you. Again, God, come into my life. Save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And then, God, lead me out to service in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, welcome to the kingdom. We pray that God will continue to bless you and continue to show you where you need to be and what you need to be doing in the kingdom of God. But we want to connect with you. So if you prayed the prayer of salvation and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, send us a line at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know that you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior so that we might continue to pray with you and that we can be prayer warriors together to combat the evils of this world. Again, welcome to the body of Christ. If you don't have a church home, or you're looking for a place to worship, we encourage you to come and worship with us at 615 Grandin Road. That's 615 Grandin Road in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. There's room for you to worship with us. We'd love to have you be a part of our fellowship. So why don't you come and join us? We look forward to worshiping with you, whether virtually or in person. And we look forward to hearing from you that we might connect, that we might continue to pray one for another, and that we might continue to encourage one another in the spiritual and Christian growth. Until next time, God bless.